Welcome to the Southridge Church Podcast. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we want you to stay connected with us. You can find us on sanjose.cc or subscribe to the podcast. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. How are we doing today? I'm good. I hope you guys are all good. I'm so excited for what God has in store for each and every one of you. If you guys don't know me, my name is John, and it's great to be in the house of the Lord. Are you guys excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Are we excited to be in the house of the Lord today? This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will be glad in it. Amen? Today, we are going to be talking about a portion of scripture you guys have been going over. Who is your one? Your one person that you are sharing your testimony, your life with when it comes to the aspect of personal evangelism. And last week, you guys learned here at Southridge, I listened to the message, I, I made sure to listen to it and to follow along so that I'm on the same journey as you. I'm not just coming up here acting like I knew what was going to happen. I, I listened and I followed. And Pastor Micaiah, he challenged the church. He said, before you bring that one, before you bring the one, you must be the one. You must follow God. You must have that relationship with God. Which when I heard that, I, that was so challenging. So challenging to my heart is, am I the one? Am, am I following God? Because it's easy in today's culture to wear the, the Christian t-shirt. It's easy to, to have that testimony. But in your heart, are we following the one? It's so good to be here. I see so many familiar faces. I see so many new faces. Rocky, I see you. Your beard's looking, looking strong. I don't know. My, my, my best friend Bobby's got a better beard. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm so excited for what we're going to learn today. Pastor Micaiah, Jane, thank you again for this opportunity. I, I don't take this very lightly. It is, it is something that brings me great joy and drive to be able to proclaim God's truth. So thank you again for this opportunity. Let's go ahead and pray real quick before we get into God's word. Dear Father, Lord, we come before you and we are here gathered in this place. We're here to learn from your word. We're here to grow deeper in our relationship with you, to know you, to fall in love with you, to worship you, and to ultimately be so obsessed that the people around us will say, what is that? What is that inside of you? So God, I pray you begin to stir hearts today. Lord, I pray that you begin to do a, do a new work today, God. Lord, I pray you begin to stir hearts and minds in the aspect of evangelism that the city of San Jose, the city of San Jose will know that there is a church, that there is a collective group of people here who are on one mission. They are mission-minded to leading and having people follow Jesus. And I pray that each and every one of us, whether we're new, whether we're old, or whether we're visiting, that we would take that aspect and that we would carry it through the entire rest of our lives. Because that is the purpose of our life. 
God, I pray that you would anoint me, Lord. I pray you would calm my nerves, Lord. And I pray that ultimately your word would be a sword, Lord. That it would, it would pierce into the hearts of these people. It would pierce into my heart as I began to study, Lord. I pray you give me words to speak. In Jesus' name, amen. The overlying message of the Bible is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, the overlying message of the Bible. You go from book to book, cover to cover, page to page, and there is one message, and that message is Jesus. Jesus is that message. And as you dive deeper into the word, you see that Jesus is the overlying message, and then you dive into Jesus' life, and you see that Jesus did not focus on a mass gathering of people. Which you would think, if there is not a mass gathering of people, are we being efficient? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing if there's not a mass gathering of people? But my friends, I'm here to tell you today that that is a lie from the devil. Jesus himself did not focus on the mass crowds. Yes, he had the mass crowds. But he focused on the twelve. He focused on one individual person at a time. And he said, you matter to me. You matter to me. You matter to me. You matter to me. Not the mass gathering. And so today, I want to share a story in the Bible that spoke to my heart in Daniel chapter number three. We're going to look at Daniel chapter number three. And this is a very familiar portion of scripture if you've, if you've ever been in Bible school before. If you've ever gone to Sunday school, you'll know this portion of scripture very well. And I think for us as believers, as somebody who said we are leading people to find and follow God, we can look at the picture of these three characters, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we can say, what can I learn from this? How can I apply this overlying story in the Bible to help me find the one? Because that is our goal. Because remember, God did not come to the masses. He came to the one. He came to seek and to save that which was lost, which is you. Which is you. Which is you. You matter to God. Daniel chapter number 3 Beginning in verse number one, King Nebuchadnezzar, love that name, Nebuchadnezzar, I practiced that all week, I said, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high and six cubits wide, and he set it up on the plain of Dura that provided a Babylon, and then he summoned the serpents and perfects and governors and advisors and treasurers and magistrates and all other provisional officers to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So we're beginning to get into this story. We're beginning to see that this massive king who was a king of a, of a massive, huge country called Babylon said, I'm going to build an image, a golden image, and I'm going to make sure that all my best friends are here. All the important people are here. They're going to all come here, and they're going to all, they're going to all see what I am building. 
for myself. He gathers all these people around. Let's continue reading. He then summoned this, uh, verse number three. So the serpents and perfects and the governors and abbots and treasurers and judges and magistrates and all the other uh, provisional officers assembled for the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then they stood before it. Verse number four. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of the gold of the king Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship immediately will be thrown into the fire, the furnace. The king made this announcement in front of all of his friends, and he said, this is what you are commanded to do. And if you do not do it, some bad things are going to happen. Has that not been the case for us here in San Jose? If you do not do what I'm going to tell you to do, some bad things are going to happen. Wow. Imagine you are the three Hebrew boys or Hebrew girls, and you're there, and you're in front of the mass crowds with all the people there and all your friends, and this king comes up and proclaims that and says, this is what you're going to do. Imagine the peer pressure that is there. Oh my gosh, is Susie looking at me right now? Man, Susie's looking at me. I better listen to what the king's going to say. I don't want her to think my hair's all weird. Man, she's going to think I'm not listening. All these thoughts, all these emotions are going through their minds. But there were three. There were three individuals, regardless of the mass of people that were in there, regardless of the peer pressure that they felt to obey the commandment. There were three. Are there three people in this room today who would say, I wanna be that three? I wanna be that three who said, I will not bow down to the golden image. I will not bow down to the golden image. Church, our Christianity as a whole is a collective group of people who are afraid to bow, who are afraid not to bow down. They're afraid that if they bow down, my friends won't like me. If they, if they don't bow down, they're going to lose everyone that's important to them. But may I declare to you that God is a way maker. He is a miracle maker. He will make a way for you if you decide and choose and say, I'm going to be the three. I'm going to be the three. I'm going to continue to read in this portion of scripture. Real quick, how can we apply this to our lives right now when we're here? You're saying, okay, I'm, 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 I'm learning about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made this proclamation. They said they weren't going to do this. This is really scary. This is really overwhelming. I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to feel. 
Maybe you're Pastor Missile. Pastor Missile, I don't really want to go out and invite somebody to church because I'm starting to get uncomfortable. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I'm starting to get a little loud. They may think I'm weird. They may cut my pay. Let me tell you something, church. I had to make a stand when I went to work. They tried to make me come to work today. And I said, no. I have previous commitments. They're like, but the overtime pay is pretty good. Woo, you're telling me overtime pay. That's what I'm talking about, time and a half. I'm already at like 60 hours this week. Let's roll. I made that stand. My area leader came up to me, and he said, hey, John, let me know if they record it, because I want to watch it. He's like, I want to see it. And I was like, whoa, all right. You don't want to see it, man. I'm crazy. You see, each and every one of us have a proclamation. We have a decision. That proclamation, the king made, number one is the king made a proclamation. And he said, do this or else. Do this or else. Angel, God has commanded you to be a witness. Do this or else. The King Jesus has made a proclamation to each and every one of us to be a witness. And if we choose not to proclaim the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ comes into our hearts and saves us and transforms us into a new being, into a new creature, then I'm sorry to say, but you're not going to see your friends when we go to heaven because you could literally be the last person that gets the gospel and you chose to say, you know what? It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I have blows my mind that that does not stir up our hearts. That I pass by somebody every single day and I don't share the gospel with them. Am I ever going to see that person again? Am I ever going to see them again? Do they know the gospel? Do they know Jesus? Do they know that there's a proclamation to be a witness to change somebody's life? What has Jesus done for you? And if Jesus has done something for you, which I know he's done for me, why would you not want to share it? Why would you not want to tell the world that there is something that stirs within you and changes you? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were told to bow down. Something changed in them when they said no. The entire nation fell down on their knees and they bowed down. The king was overlooking and all he could see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, standing firm in their faith. Standing firm in their beliefs. Standing firm that it doesn't matter what the culture says. It doesn't matter what my friends think. It doesn't matter how I may feel in the moment. Because the proclamation from the king, the king Jesus, was there. Church, if we're ever going to change the world, if we're ever going to change the world to be the one, to change for the one, we have to remember that our God is very, very particular when it comes to himself. He says in Exodus chapter number 20, you shall have no other gods before me. Pretty plain and simple right there. He says, you 
will not worship anyone else but me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Man, I don't know why King Nebuchadnezzar over here, he's building this big old camp. People are gathering around. Look at this golden image. But you know what they remember? You shall have no other gods before me. God's done something in my life. God is real. It's not just words on a page. It's not just words, me trying to portray to you, me trying to convince you, me trying to encourage you. They said, no, there was a moment in my life. There was a moment in my, in my moment. There was a moment when I decided, when I made my Christianity, my life for God real. And it doesn't matter what the proclamation was because that was a false proclamation. And they said, I'm going to stand for the truth. How many of you would be willing to stand for the truth? And you say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. But if one person decided and they said, you know what? I want to have the bold faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If one person decided to say, you know what? I want to live a life like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Something's going to happen. The story story continues to go. And it talks about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were told to bow down. They didn't bow down. Uh, Millions of people were there. All the priests and all the governors and all the important people were there. And they didn't bow down. And then all of a sudden, someone comes up to them and says, King Nebuchadnezzar, homie, what's up, bro? I got some bad news for you, bro. You know, this really fancy golden image you just spent $5 million building, probably even a lot more. They're not listening to you, my man. Man, for what? What you mean they're not listening to me? I made a commandment. I made it very clear. I said they were going to bow down. Bring those guys over here. So they get thrown over there. They're in front of him. And at this moment, he gets pissed. He's mad. He's saying, what the heck? Brought all my friends here. Have everyone else bowing down to me? But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're going to disrespect me like that? Turn the fire on. He was ticked. Ticked. Turns the fire up. He doesn't just turn it on high. Turns it all the way up. The Bible says seven times hotter than normal. All right, where's private at? Come here, private. Private, come here. I need a private. Rocky, private, come here. Come here, private. Come on. Let's go. Let's go, Rocky. (laughs) All right, private. You work for me now, all right? All right, right, good. (laughs) I'm King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to turn the fire up real quick. I want you to turn this sucker all the way up. I want you to go turn it up. (laughs) He turns it up, and guess what happens? Sucker dies. Get out of here. He dies. He's gone. It's that stinking hot that his own people turns it all the way up and says, all right, deuces, bye. Oh, my gosh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're standing there in front, of their, in, front of the, uh, in front of the king, Nebuchadnezzar. Man, he's looking fly with the big old beard. Bobby, shout out. Looking fly with the big old beard, the big old crown. And they said, King Nebuchadnezzar, man, I know you made this proclamation. I know you made it. 
But point number two is this. Faith over my feelings. Faith over my feelings. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're standing there. This random dude that they don't even know, Rocky over here, just dies. The fire is that hot. And they said, you know what? Faith over my feelings. Did I make the right decision? You go to work tomorrow. You're in front of the water cooler. You're sitting there. Your throat's getting dry. You see Sally Lou right there. Man, she stole your macaroni salad last week. But, man, am I going to do my faith over my feelings? Because right now, I don't really want to share the gospel with her because she stole my macaroni salad. You feel me? You feel me? My macaroni salad is gone. I'm feeling ticked right now. But you know what? I remember that faith. Man, hey, I'm sitting at the water cooler right now. So, uh, how was my macaroni salad? <laughs> it was good. All right. Hey, just want to invite you to uh, this church in the neighborhood. You know, this church who's known to like, you know, stand for, for faith. This church who has gone through so many trials and tribulations. This church who had a building and got the building taken away. This church who has had people come and people go. This church who said, you know what? It doesn't matter what the city says. It doesn't matter what the people say. The proclamation is we're going to keep our doors open. The proclamation that it doesn't matter what culture thinks. I'm at the water cooler right now, and I'm saying, hey, this church has big faith. And this weird dude out here yelling, screaming, shouting, having fun, having a good old time. He's, man, he's speaking my, speaking my language because my macaroni salad. And, uh, you know, I know uh, you don't like me, and I know all this fun stuff, but uh, you want to come to church? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're there. They get thrown into the fire. Now imagine. They're inside this fire. I don't know if you ever had a candle. You know, you're kind of bored at home maybe. And you're just like, I have this candle. Maybe it's just me, bro. I don't know. <laughs> you have a candle. And you're just like, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to go put my hand over the candle. Woo! I want to see how long I can hold it for. It gets hot! <laughs> Not just the normal candle burning hot. A lot hotter. Seven times hotter. They're inside of the furnace. Their feelings, how they were feeling, the decision, the proclamation that they made, the stand that they made, the stand that you will make and decide and say, my faith over my feelings today. My faith over my emotions today. I made a commitment to God, and that commitment is, I want you to be my guest at church. Please. No. Okay. I want you to be at my guest at church. Please. No. Okay. Rejection doesn't feel good. But guess what? As long as you continue to be faithful over your feelings. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were faithful over their feelings. And they decided, I'm going to take a stand. 
What if what each and every one of us said, you know what? I'm going to find that one. 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 And it doesn't matter what Sally says over the, the water cooler. It doesn't matter what, what Tommy says in the gossip. It doesn't matter how I feel in the moment. I'm going to find that one. They're inside the furnace at this moment. It's getting burning. You know, I, I can't help it. I like music. So when I was writing the sermon today, or a few weeks ago, <clears throat> the song that was uh, you know, playing in my head, anyone can guess it, Stand Alone. <laughs> and too bad they don't got no music, because that was in my head. You see, church, the trials and tribulations and the things that each and every one of us face on a daily basis, whether that's talking to Sally at the water cooler, whether that's coming to church and getting your building taken away, whether that's, you know, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're feeling the rejection, whether that's how you feel on a regular basis. Guess what happens? God begins to work. God begins to move. God begins to do something in your life that you could literally not explain, but it's something that you feel, something that you know. I remember the first time, the only time, I sat there, big old revival. Revival is where a group of people come together. There's these people come together and they worship and they sing. I'm in eighth grade at the time, I believe. Eighth or ninth grade at the time. Sitting there. And if you know anything like me about me, I don't like being the center of attention because I get enough attention as it is that I don't want, but I've had to learn to work with. So when I get the moment not to be in the, the limelight, I'm cool with that. That's cool. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm sitting there. And this preacher comes up, starts preaching. And he's talking. I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this is just going to be another message. I've done this before. You know, <clears throat> three worship songs. Preacher comes up, says a few words, what's for lunch, trying to figure it out, not really going to matter. But from this moment that I'm standing in front of you right now, I can vividly picture where Jesus Christ came into my heart and changed the direction of where I was going. The preacher got up and he proclaimed this message and that was the moment where I said, you know, God, I don't have much. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't have much. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you. I'm going to give it to you. Get there, preacher's preaching. I said, God, I don't know if you want me in ministry. I don't know what you have for my life, but here's what I do know. Here's my heart. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they're there. Kings, all that, get thrown in the fire. 
They're in that circumstance and they say, you know what? Didn't matter. Didn't matter. They said, God's going to save us. And if he doesn't, oh well. Oh well. I'm sitting there and I said, God, if you want me to do this, if you want me to be in ministry, here I am. And that was the moment where I decided it didn't matter what got thrown at me, what circumstances happened, what situations happened, what whatever happened, I was going to serve God. And I was going to have a joyful attitude. And friends, may I tell you, that has been the hardest decision of my entire life, that it didn't matter what got thrown at me. And the hardest decision that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to face was being inside of the furnace waiting for the answer. I decided it was not going to be an issue. It was not going to be a problem to whatever happened to me. So the moment where I thought my life was all together, I was going to get engaged. I was going to get married. I was going to move on. I was going to have this family. This is what was going to happen. Blew up. Got left 800 miles from my car, was going to start a new job the next day. I am outside in San Diego saying, God, what are you trying to teach me? Faith over feelings. I wasn't mad that my entire relationship blew up. I wasn't mad that what I thought was going to be the perfect thing wasn't the perfect thing. Now, was I emotionally jacked up? 100%. I called Makai the next day. I'm like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing. But as I, as I was out there in San Diego, California, trying to get back to Sacramento, California with no car, my night satchel, and a cell phone, Said, all right, God, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, hope in the darkness. And I said, you know what? God's got me. Yes. Yeah. Called my brother. I haven't talked to my brother. I said, you should come pick me up. I said, say less. Was there? Drove me two hours to Fresno, where, if you know anything about me, I hate asking for help. I hate it. I'm very stubborn. I said, hey, Bobby. Drive me to Sacramento without hesitation. Absolutely. I'm in the car sitting there, haven't eaten in like three days because I'm emotionally messed up, emotionally out of it, sitting there. I'm saying, faith over feelings. Faith over feelings. See, friends, it doesn't matter what the world throw at you because when you decide when you radically decide
to choose to say, faith over my feelings, your entire world changes. Changes. Is it uncomfortable? Yes, very uncomfortable. (laughs) Did I want to be like, God, why? I did, but yes. What if each and every one of us decided to say faith over feelings? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Church family, not only did a king make a proclamation, not only was the proclamation that the king made false, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said faith over my feelings. And you know what's even more exciting than that? Worship team can start playing, you guys can, thank you. Is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the flames. And the king looks out. The king looks inside the furnace, confused. Remember, this king was the baddest king. Remember, this king brought all of his friends, all of his buddies, and threw a big party. This king, a couple verses earlier, was ticked, was mad, was upset that they weren't worshiping this false idol. But he looks into the furnace Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I wish I could be in their mind to see what they were thinking, to see how they were feeling, to get a glimpse of the glory of God because he looks into the furnace and they says, is not, is there not, did we not throw three in there? Why is there a fourth? Why is there a fourth? Why is, what is going on? And immediately, Immediately, the glory of God, the glory of God changed a king's heart. The testimony that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego changed the king's heart for the glory of God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had no idea that God was going to be there with them. They proclaimed it. You don't know if your friends, if your neighbors, if your your spouse, if your husband is going to come to God. But they had the testimony to believe. They had the faith to believe. And an entire nation that hated God, an entire nation that despised the rules of God, in a moment, church, in a moment, King Nebuchadnezzar said, we must worship the one true God. We 
must worship the one true God. So the last point, church, is simple. You are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What of a church who's gone through so much triumph? What of a church, a group, a selective group of people who are mission-minded with the heart to bring the one? Says, I am Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Church family, friends, here's my application to you. The boys predetermined to stand. Church family, with every head bowed and every eye closed, the church, the boys predetermined to stand for their faith when their feelings were hurt. When their feelings were all over the place, this church predetermined to take a stand for God. This church predetermined to lead and follow God at whatever cost. We lose a building, oh well. We lose church people, I'm sorry to see you go, but I love you. It doesn't matter what gets thrown at you. Once you make that predetermined decision to follow God, you're golden. Church, I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to do something. And some of you might start getting some anxiety right now. And I'm sorry, and I love you, and I hope you know I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm really not. If you know anything about me, that's not how I roll. But church... I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to commit and say, you know what? This week, for the rest of my life, until I have no more lung air in my lungs, until my heart stops beating, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to take a stand. I'm asking the church and say, you know what? I'm gonna find that one. And I'm gonna take a stand for God. So if you're willing to say, you know what? I don't care what Sally thinks. I don't care how my friends feel. I don't care about my emotional state. I just know that God wants me to stand for him. He wants me to move forward. Would you do that today? Would you stand today and say, I'm gonna stand for God. Thank you, I see your one. Your pastor is standing. He's saying, I'm going to stand for one. Would you stand for one today? God, you see the faith of the people in this room, God. You see the faith of each and every individual, Lord. Lord, I pray, I pray, and I ask you, God, whether they're standing or whether they're sitting, whether they're moving or whether they're not moving, God, I just pray that you begin to stir into their hearts and into their minds that they 
would choose to stand for you at the water cooler, at work, in the community, that they would choose to stand for you, that they would be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and that that way they would predetermine and decide and say, my faith is small, but my God is big, and God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever ask, all we can ever think, all we can ever dream. So church, stand for God today. Decide today. Bring your one today. And I promise you, it's going to be uncomfortable. And I promise you, it's going to get hot. And I promise you, it's going to be the most uncomfortable thing you're going to feel. But let me tell you something. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God will be with you. He said, I am with you always. Always I am with you. Father, you see the hearts and lives of these people. I'm going to ask Micaiah to come up. Lord, I pray that we would have the bold faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Father. Lord, I pray that this just wouldn't be something that we would choose to do out of a rash emotion, Lord. But we would choose to do it out of surrender in our heart. Something that changed us completely. That it would be a life-altering decision, God. Lord, you know the hearts and you know us. Thank you again for spending time with us today, and a special thanks to those who give generously to Southridge Church. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about Southridge, you can follow us on social media at Southridge Now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with a friend, or even take a screenshot and share it on your social story. Make sure you tag Southridge Church and let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.